Hello everybody, so great to see you again. Welcome and thank you for joining. We're here with another session of Open Diner. Our topic today is, what's wrong with codependency? This is a cameras on event, so if you could kindly turn on your cameras, that would be great. We find that it helps us to connect to each other. So, what's uh, question. wrong? What if you don't have a camera? Then you can't switch it on. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't have a camera. Okay, Johan, that's no problem. We'll work with that. Uh, it's great to have you here anyway. So, okay. So, what is wrong with codependency? Codependency is generally considered unhealthy. In this type of relationship, one of the partners is seeking love based on feelings of insecurity or inadequacy. A codependent Susie, yo, are you on the beach? I think there's more of a problem than the camera. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think that's the problem. Okay. <laughs> okay. A codependent person looks to their partner to repair their self-esteem, alleviate their pain, and complete their inner emptiness. Usually, this leads to various types of control and abuse. The codependent person keeps working to try and please their partner to ensure they get the kind of love they crave and to fill the role that they've assigned for them. This proves impossible because this actually isn't love at all. It becomes a self-perpetuating habit with obsessive thoughts and compulsive behaviors. Very true. You know, the reality is that we are all inter interconnected and interdependent. That's how we're designed as human beings. And until we come to the realization of this fact and start learning to use our interconnectedness in a healthy way in order to benefit others instead of ourselves, these un unhealthy manifestations will continue. We're actually not meant to be completely interdependent. Most of it, most, if not all of our problems come from the fact that people believe that we are separate individuals among other separate individuals and the earth we live on has fundamentally nothing to do with us. Yes, we are biologically wired to connect. And the truth is that we do depend on our partners and other people. While we might think that we can just be happy on our own, the biological truth is that we depend on other people for almost all of our needs. Like all other parts of nature that work together independently, we need to learn to work together in a healthy way without manipulating and exploiting one another. If we think of an ant colony or a flock of birds, they work and live together harmoniously, helping each other and working as one unit. Grouping together offers safety and protection. They work together harmoniously as one body. Instead of competing, they help everyone succeed. People are parts of nature and should strive to resemble the rest of nature. Nature operates according to the laws of love and connection. So true, Rob. You know, true love is based on giving. It is the expansion of self to include another. When we love another person, their happiness becomes my happiness. Their suffering is my suffering. And in that type of relationship, being dependent on our partners is no longer a bad thing because we are not focused on exploiting each other for our own benefit. So this is what we're going to be talking about tonight. And again, 
this is a cameras on event so if you could kindly turn on your cameras that would be great uh, we find it helps us to reach our goal of connecting to each other if you're joining us on facebook or youtube welcome and please tell us your name and where you're from participate answer questions in the comments and we'll try to read them stay on topic and please remember to keep your answers short because we want to try to get to everyone and remember to mute your microphone when you're not speaking okay we're going to start with an icebreaker to help us get to know one another and tonight's um, icebreaker is called find a common denominator okay so listen carefully one person says a few sentences about something that happened to them something they witnessed something they read or heard then the other person finds a common denominator <laughs> anything that's um, a common denominator between that story and their own story so then they continue the story and so on okay shall i say that again one person says a few sentences about something that happened to them something they witnessed read or heard then another person finds a common denominator between that story and their own story and so on nina would you like to start us off sure um i was actually putting together a newsletter today for for work and i was uh reading about zoom the zoom platform and uh, uh it's actually quite amazing how zoom stepped up to the plate in the beginning of the pandemic when uh everyone was socially isolated and forced to stay at home and zoom quickly became the number one uh uh software where people can connect and uh, on video and um you know share presentations and, and so on uh, giving us really a chance to connect during the, the pandemic when uh, everyone was so lonely and socially isolated. And I think uh, I was very inspired by the story because it, it these tools nowadays are like a life savior. You know, we don't know what will happen next. Uh, you know, it's been, there have been so many waves of this pandemic and we depend on this technology in order to connect to others. So that was great. Well, I see it a little bit different. I can relate what you're saying, but because of the pandemic, it has given me an excuse I can use to stay in. <laughs> I don't have to go places because, hey, it's, we're not supposed to be going out. <laughs> so I want I like staying in anyway. But so that gave me an excuse to be able to fulfill what I wish to do. It actually gave me an opportunity to streamline my business. Uh, Nina, it was funny that you brought up a, a newsletter. I actually just scrapped mine um, and we, uh, we replaced it with a monthly call for, uh, for all of our clients. And um, I, I think actually inadvertently it did sort of connect uh, the people that we're involved with. So it was kind of cool in that way. We're still connecting on Zoom since, you know, Gary uh, 
Gary Higgins that was here and had the heart attack, he, since he helped me on the music, I'm playing uh, 17 Zooms a month now, and they just expanded it. So, uh, yeah, Zoom is, uh, it's, it's great. Now, there's supposed to be some underground things because Zoom, Facebook, and stuff could be taken off eventually. But, yeah, I think Zoom, I think it's really helping us right now. Well, probably it will be taken off by us uh, all becoming, you know, acquiring telepathic qualities. We can, we don't need this. We can uh, just, you know, I actually read about people who not, not even read, it was four years ago, no, not four, three. I read uh, in one magazine that, that actually, that uh, during the meetings, there is some kind of technology that, that people are using and they're able to communicate, although they're sitting in a different places and they're during the meeting, they exchange thoughts. They don't need to use anything. They can communicate. So maybe that's, that's what, where we're heading. Well, I can add to that. Yes, everybody use Zoom, I use Zoom. This is where I opened. I actually started because of Zoom and uh, the pandemic. But I, I know uh, the stock actually went to 500 in the midst of the pandemic per share. And now today, I think it's about $80 because everybody's now wanting to get together and they want to be with people. And, you know, we don't need that form. It's great still. But I see with friends and myself also getting together physically it makes a big difference. And, you know, it's funny, I did get a little bit of anxiety being around a lot of people that I haven't been. We were at a convention this past weekend. And uh, it's a different feeling from going from a Zoom to now you're in front of people. They see from, you know, from here down. And uh, I saw there was a little bit of anxiety. So there's something I think that is changing now. We're back to a different uh, connection, but it was a connection. And now it's like a, a different connection that you want to be with people. So that's, I want to add to that. Things are changing, hopefully, and they're staying good, by the way. I think it's also helping out in, uh, <clears throat> in business that uh, people uh, at work, you know, if they don't have to fly somewhere to meet with uh, other people in another office, they can just meet on Zoom. And that saves the company a lot of money. And uh, also with um, education, I think it's great for kids with the online learning, though people say it takes away their social skills because they're not with people. But if you, as a parent, uh, reach other parents and say, let's meet at the park at such and such a time with the kids, you know, you can uh, let them socialize in that way. It's up to us. Yeah, thank you, Linda. I noticed uh, a, a few people have come in since we started this icebreaker, so I just want to explain it again quickly. Um, one person says a few sentences about something that happened to them, something they witnessed, read, or heard. Then another person finds a common denominator between that story and their own story, and so on. Um, the common denominator so far seems to be Zoom or um, this kind of platform. So I'll just add there that um, I've always been a part of sort of focus groups and um, um, 
spiritual searches, groups, um, religions, churches, that sort of thing. Um, and I've always mixed very well um, and put my all into it. But recently, I, because I've got a medical condition, I've been pretty restricted um, in going out. And this platform, this kind of thing, has opened up a whole new world to me because I can go to meetings, I can go to conventions, I can go amongst thousands of people, and my restriction doesn't play any part in it. So that's my contribution. And uh, I see Nancy is smiling, and I'd love to hear from Nancy. Nice Hi. to see you again, lovely. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, I missed a couple of weeks. Um, it, it, it was silly, but anyway, um, I, I agree with you in that. And I also uh, love the platform because I probably wouldn't go if I had to go in person. I'm, I know I might not seem like it, but I'm kind of shy or maybe the word's intimidated or something by being in large groups of people in person. I don't have that much confidence for that. So I, a lot of the times I look on Meetup and I look at groups and a lot of them say, well, you know, now we're in person and now I won't go to those. So I really appreciate this because I, I probably wouldn't be here and know all of you if it wasn't for Zoom, so. Thank you, thank you. I'm supposed to mute. It's interesting. Uh, the topic is uh, uh, about codependency. I, I think we've all become codependent on Zoom <laughs> since the pandemic. But uh, I was kind of thinking um, the conversation, the common denominator would quickly become about the telepathy after Elisa's comment, I was going to suggest that our next icebreaker should be where we try to guess each other's thoughts. <laughs> that could be dangerous. <laughs> Just kidding. We all nice people here have all only pleasant thoughts. <laughs> Come on, Dan, you must have something for us. I don't, I don't know what to hook onto there. Um, yeah, I mean, Zoom's been great. I, to me, you know, I, I used to, I remember when I was young, I used to ask my dad, I said, where are all these people going on the road, right? He said, I don't know. And like COVID, they're not going anywhere. Like the world, you know, the world kept running and there was no cars on the road. And so I think we just, I think a lot of us learned that we just, we just drive around a lot doing nothing and uh i know a lot of people are doing hybrid work from home now and really like it so i think that's a i think that's a massive change um and it seems to me like all of our pros our progress in technology is it's just one of it's just more connection so you know this allows rob to meet with thousands of people or whatever you know i, I mean that's what technology's primary function is just to connect people for some reason so it's pretty cool. Yeah, but I heard that it's really hurt businesses. Um, I'm seeing all type of businesses closing up. Um, you have people that jacking up their prices because you know, they weren't able to sell their products. And now that people are coming out again, now they trying to make up for the money they have lost. So you got both sides of the coin there. I guess it all depends on how we see things, glass half empty, half full. 
I think I, if I can just jump in really fast, I think it's a, a mixed or double-edged sword, as they would say, because if it's a hands-on type of thing, like going to a restaurant or um, I can't think of a beauty shop sort of things, maybe it's a service thing that, yeah, I can imagine that the pandemic really, well, we know it really hurt a lot of businesses in that respect, right? But then others that don't rely so much on that kind of contact I think have grown because they can reach more people online than they could because like I know a lot of us are not in the same state or even in the same country here so if we were meeting in person that would never happen while it does so I, you know what I, maybe change is always a double-edged sword you know because there's always going to be a good side to it and a bad side to it no matter what it is I can add to that you know I'm in the automotive business, so you would say people stopped driving to work, right? People didn't run cars, people didn't take planes. But then you could look at the other thing. It's like nature balances itself out with us because, okay, so people didn't drive to work. But then you had people buying stuff online, let's say, with Instacart. And then you had delivery people bringing stuff to them. So it it changed the dynamic of business and how we live life. But it gave new opportunities for jobs and change, change, change jobs, so it really like balanced itself out. You know, if someone had a brick and mortar business, yeah, that's difficult, but they still managed. I know someone that owns a restaurant in Manhattan and she was telling me, you know, they couldn't have serve people. So they managed to go outside so people could still be, still be together. And then they started delivering. And, you know, so that's how human beings are. We find to try to find the balance where we were. But through all this, I think what everybody's saying, we reach more connection, meeting people that we never would have met in a million years if this didn't happen, let's say the pandemic. So you never know how things change, but I see it does balance out in some way. Nature does it, you know, that things work out, but you know. I, I'd like to, I, I, I love what Roberta said. I'm kind of like, you know, I'm tired, but I'm a people person. So I'm planning two events that I've been meeting with people on Zoom for a couple of years, and I'm out of my mind with excitement, you know, because, you know, now, but I, I got to tell you this, I'm working on a song, I won't sing the whole thing, but open diner, I'm always thinking of you. Oh, I got to go start open a higher open diner, I'll tell the world I love you, we open our hearts up deep down to our core, we connect on Facebook, Zoom and everything for oh diner you are my inspiration my days are seldom blue after all is said and done there is really only one open diner it's you <laughs> wow 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 that wow. could be our new jingle <laughs> i uh, love it awesome susie all you need now is a cheerleader group to put that because i i sang it because that, that facebook zoom and everything for you know so yeah love it thank you guys so now, does the next person have to sing? <laughs> <laughs> Is that the common denominator? <laughs> well, if, they, if they've got if to can, sing, they better Susie, make it a one minute. You can record that for us. Uh, we can post it on, uh, on Facebook, on our uh, Open Diner Facebook. I would love that. Yeah. No, serious. Yeah. Get recording, girl. Oh, Facebook yes. <laughs> great song. Okay, is anyone that haven't gone? We've got just about one minute to, uh, or just less than one minute, but. Uh, one thing I could add is simply that, uh, you know, for all we say about the fact that technology has been here and allowing us to do things, especially when the pandemic put restrictions on us, 
it also requires us to go along with you know the intention to you know do something good for each other because otherwise you're not people taking advantage of the situation for their own benefit and you know it's always going to put a bad uh, name on technology uh, like uh, Nancy one that was saying is that technology is a double-edged sword uh, it depends on the intention with which you use it yep yeah thank you Rona okay we're now going to watch a video now this video is by Tal um, she is our relationship expert. We've seen uh, a few of her videos previously, and we hope to have her on this show someday soon. Keep your fingers crossed. We are biologically wired to connect. Now, in our culture, it's widely considered a bad thing to be codependent, right, with your partner. And, well, maybe it's true that there are a lot of toxic situations that are bad for us, but the truth is that we do depend on our partners and other people. And though we might want to think that we can just be happy on our own and get by and be independent, the truth is, the biological truth is, if we depend on other people for all of our needs, including our happiness, and our higher evolution, our spiritual evolution, it all happens within the context of our relationships. So the only missing piece here from our mindsets is the skills that we need to learn to create healthy interdependence. Because we're not taught how to do that, we learn that we need to somehow shield ourselves or get away from relationships or keep an internal boundary with our partner to protect ourselves. But if we did learn the skills of conscious connection and how to create healthy interdependence, we wouldn't need to protect ourselves from our partner, partners at all. So I just invite you to think about that to, to help change the mindset around relationships from codependence being a bad thing or dependency being a bad thing into understanding how interdependent we are and learning how to create healthy, happy interdependence and conscious connection. Okay. Was the music loud or was it me? No, right? the, the, the music was too loud. It was too loud. I couldn't hear her. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to still, we're going to go through the workshop questions that we have and we're going to come to an answer together. But uh, first, if you could, if you don't have your cameras on now, I know Cody, I know this the fellow that <laughs> could. But <laughs> we want to see you. Look at that. You see what happens? All right. I'm making sure you're looking at me. Everybody's yeah. looking at me. Lisa, I know Lisa is. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry about that. So we're going to move on to a roundtable discussion. But first, we're going to look at our etiquette rules, which we like to read every time before we start our discussion. These are very helpful. Um, roundtable etiquette. We're here to build a space of support, love, care, and warmth. Uh, everybody is equal and very important. And we go around the table and speak briefly and on topic. And so everybody... Uh, gets a chance to speak. We listen attentively. And Willie, you said it so great last week. And I said, I hope I could explain. He was the host last week, how he explained it, that when you speak to, when you listen to somebody that speaks before you, most of the time we're saying, you know, what am I going to say? Is it going to be right or wrong? But when you listen to somebody, you learn so much and that could add to what you're going to add to the conversation. So there are no right or wrong answers. The truth is going to be found in the center of our connection. So no uh, waiting any further. Let's go over the questions and we're going to place these in the chat. And instead of putting an order, which we sometimes do, we'll just do it popcorn style. Popcorn is like 
when popcorn pops, when it's ready, just unmute yourself. You could speak and then um, speak briefly so everybody gets a chance. And uh, we'll go around with this question. So the first question we're going to discuss together, especially in North America cult culture, there is great tension between our natural yearning for a community and our desire to be interdependent. Therefore, we are hesitant to ask for help or to depend on each other very much. How do we resolve this inner conflict? I'm going to read this again. Especially... Roberta, it's independent, not interdependent. <laughs> okay, that's so why I had to read it again. <laughs> especially in... Thank you, Nina. Especially in the North American culture, right? Okay, we got that. There is great tension between our natural yearning for community and our desire to be independent. There we go. Therefore, we are hesitant to ask for help or to depend on each other very much, right? We don't do that too often. So how do we resolve this inner conflict? Okay, so everybody's got the question. We're going to put it in the chat. And we're just going to start. Anybody who would like to start, unmute yourself. How do we resolve this, this inner conflict? I have an idea. Oh, I'm sorry, Will, you can go. <laughs> okay. Um, when I, I was in college, like many, too many years ago to even think about, and I, there was one course, a health class, but we had a lecturer come and they were the writers of a book called Open Marriage. And this was from the seventies. Now, of course, everyone thinks open marriage means you can like have sex anywhere when, even though you're married, but that was a very small portion, mostly what it meant. And it was this, and I think this might apply to any relationship. Um, relationships and marriage are uh, very often in this country, we shape them like the letter A, okay? And the letter A means that you're joined at the hip, kind of, and you lean on each other. So if one side collapses, both sides collapse. And their idea of, of the open marriage or open relationship is an H, so that you're both still joined together. You still kind of have a dependency, but you also stand on your own. And I'm wondering if that's not a good definition of interdependence, where you kind of are dependent, but you aren't. You're individual. I, I don't know if that really addresses the question, but I just thought I'd throw that in there. Okay, that's interesting. <laughs> what was if you're single? Then there's just zero. <laughs> there's nothing that I'm only kidding. Yeah, no, but I agree. I, no, no, I understand what you're saying for sure. It's a letter O, then, <laughs> not H. That's what I mean. <laughs> no, but so how do we, you know, uh, let me, where's the question? Everybody knows the question. So let's try to, how do we resolve this inner conflict? You know, I think we can resolve it by realizing that you're not weak because you need help. We all need help in some area, some time in our lives, over some situation, because we don't we we don't know everything and we can't do everything. We so we really do need one another. So you're not weak because you need help. It's smart when you know you need help and able to ask for it. Yeah. yeah that's it. A commercial on TV, <clears throat> I don't know where it's playing or if everybody has seen it, about these two guys in a gym and uh, the one guy is holding up weights, laying down, but he can't lift them. 
So another guy comes over and says, hey, let, let me help you. You know, he says, no, 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 no. He says, there's, there's no, uh, um, you're not uh, less of a person if you, if you ask for help. And he says, oh, God, you don't know my family. And that's true. You know, a lot of times if the family, you know, pushes you to be independent and, you um, you know, you got to ask for help sometimes. And and you have to offer your help, too. And yeah. because of, I, I am asking for your help today. Uh, you see, I'm wearing black. This is the most I've laughed for a couple of days. I had, I had to put my baby kitty down this morning. <laughs> She's 18. She was born at pounds and I've been crying for, but I need you guys because I'm scared and I hurt and I just want to heal. Roberta's been helping me, but you know, it's just, it was time. Oh, I did ask. Uh, she was four and a half pounds. She used to be 18 pounds. She's been sick for a while, but uh, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, I can't remember. I'll, I'll, I'll say it. Anyway, I need you guys. I, I, I am open and vulnerable i bring a lot of joy to you and right now i'm i'm crying this is the hardest thing i've done in a long time susie you have our hearts and our prayers you are very very special to us and we i know i speak for everyone we feel your pain um so you have our prayers you have our hearts you have our support all the time absolutely i just went through it uh about a month ago, Susie, so I still can't really talk about it, uh, but it's one of the saddest things to, to, to experience. It's like losing a family member and uh, uh, we're holding you and um, holding you up through this difficult time. But um, also to, you know, what I wanted to say about codependency, the problem with uh, codependency it's not the fact that, not the dependency part, it's the, how it's being used. It's a very selfish way of, um, you know, using it. There's nothing wrong with being connected and even depending on your partner, you know, there's so many families uh, where one partner, for example, is the breadwinner uh, of the family, you know, uh, just a random example and the other, um, you know, is a, a mother, uh, a full-time mother, like what's wrong with that situation? Uh, who am I to judge, right? One person is providing the, the money and another person is providing the education for the children. They're both contributing uh, for a common benefit, right? Um, but if you are codependent in the sense that uh, you're just sucking everything you can from the other person in order to fill some emptiness inside of you, some void inside of you or a lack that you don't want to work on um, improving in yourself. And so you're using the other person to, uh, to do that for you and you're putting them in a very difficult situation. And many times that leads to abuse and all kinds of things. So that's what's wrong with uh, dependency. But if we start uh, codependency, but if we start uh, using the fact that we are all interconnected positively, 
to add our skills, talents, you know, uh, to contribute in various ways. And so what if someone depends on me or I depend on uh, someone else who does, who has the skills that I don't have, for example, you know, um, some of the greatest school programs are actually built that way where a child doesn't have to be good in everything, you know, because they learn to work together with others. Um, and, uh, you know, another person could be good. Another child might be good in math while I'm good in English and, and so on. So, um, I think that's uh, that's the problem that we try to use it with a very selfish uh, intention instead of trying to give. Yeah, I think that um, independence is um, uh, what's the word over? I can't think of the word now. Overrated. Uh, overrated. Thank you, thank you, Roberta. Um, I think it's overrated because if you think about it. We all want to be independent because everybody else is independent. That's not independence. We're following the crowd to be independent. But when we join groups such as Open Diner um, and other groups, and we get used to the people and we open our hearts as Susie just does for us, well, there's independence because we're being ourselves. Um, so yeah, that's my take on it. Thank you, ma'am. Anybody else want to add to this? We have time for a couple more. Carol, I think um, independence to some degree is a complete lie. It doesn't make any sense. Everything that I have around me is from someone else. If you gave me a billion dollars right now and you wiped everyone else off the planet, what would I have? Nothing. This pen is the simplest thing on my desk. And I, you know how many people it took to make this pen? I would gander it's, it crosses country borders to make this pen, you know? It's just a pen, but it's not, right? I, I contribute a very, very, very small amount to the world, uh, you know, whatever I can, right? Whatever each person can, but it doesn't come in any comparison to what everybody else contributed to me, right? I just want to say that Susie, it was the bravest act, you know, uh, I've seen in a long time to openly cry in front of uh, people. Although, well, you sort of know us, but still uh, amazing, you know, what considered as brave in, in our society is, you know, to be tough. But anyway, what I wanted to say, I just wanted to continue what uh, Dan was saying is that, that, you know, it's so, for some reason, I, I don't know, I don't want to take us into the 19th century, but, but Giordano Bruno was, was, you know, died, he was, he was executed by, by being burned on, 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 on the fire because he envisioned that, that universe is infinite, that, that, you know, the, the earth is not flat, that it is round. How in the world he possibly could say that? And now, two and a half centuries later, we see uh, James Webb showing us this endless space. What I want to say is that a lot of, you know, philosophers and, and people are saying, different people from different wisdoms are saying that we are interconnected. We are interconnected to the extent that we can't even perceive this connection, 
but where is it? You can touch it, you know, you can, you don't know, you know, somebody, thank God, nobody's burned, you know, now and executed for those thoughts, but, but science is way, way behind of that, you know, it's way behind. And if we can rely, be open with each other, maybe, and, and truly like start to even, you know, pandemic showed us how we dependent on each other, how, you know, we are connected. All technologies show us. So that is something we need to discover and not to be afraid of it and just go other way around. Thank you. But everybody said it's so true. And like Susie stepped up and, you know, in the, in the question itself, how do you, you know, ask for help, you know, we don't do that often. We depend on each other. And it's just, I think, going above fear. Just go above fear. Who says we have to be a certain way? But we have a second question. Okay, so the second question is going to be, and we'll put it in the chat. What is the difference between an unhealthy dependency and a healthy interdependence? What is the difference between a healthy dependency and an unhealthy dependency and a healthy independence, interdependence? Why'd you have to use the words like this? Why? Couldn't you say, I rely on somebody, I don't rely on somebody? Interdependence, okay, it's in the question, in the chat. What is the difference between an unhealthy dependency and a healthy interdependence? We got it? Okay. So maybe some friends who didn't speak would like to open this up. Maybe Christian, uh, Rano, Cody, if you could speak. What do you guys think? Um, I would say, you know, this uh, talk of independence that uh, we've heard uh, in this past few centuries is uh, simply um, people trying to um, express themselves thinking that if they are recognized as a part of a collective, it makes them disappear. You know, it's like um, they being afraid of, uh, you know, just uh, being forgotten or not being recognized or not being noticed. Uh, but it's, it's kind of weird to think that way. Look at your body. Your body is not a pile of cells. Your body is a collection of organs. Each one is different than the other. The, you're, you're being identified as, you know, as you. you person you call you Nina or Berda or Christian but uh, you know you're made of a bunch of cell, uh, cells that are forming organs and these organs are completely each one is unique and indispensable uh, you remove your heart and then there's no you anymore but you know this uh, it's it's independent because it's recognized for its function and it's interdependent because it's connected to the others and it cannot live by itself. It's the same way for us. Look at Susie. Susie, every week on Open Diner, brings joy here. You know, she sings. She sang for us a couple of times. And every time she speaks, you know, she brings hope to people. Today she needs us and she can rely on our shoulders. It's the same thing, you know, in your body, say each organ is completely dependent on the others. And because of that, it is powerful. You know, your heart can do whatever it does because it receives nutrients from the rest. You know, it's the same for here on Open Diner. When I'm here with you, 
I can focus on the tech duties and, you know, listen to you speak and understand that this is an amazing place to be, you know, this, this body here. So, you know, that's my thought on that. Yeah, that's awesome, Ronald. Um, I think we could put it in a nutshell that um, unhealthy dependency is destructive, it's selfish, um, and it needs to go. Whereas healthy interdependence is the opposite, is cooperation and it's building, so it's creative. So, But the way you put it, Ronald, you're more scientific than me. Um, absolutely awesome. I went to Codependency Anonymous and it was interesting what I found, and I had been in a very deep spiritual group for, for a long time. And so when the group kind of had some difficulty, that's when, you know, and what my experience was, was I was taking care of like thousands of people, but I wasn't taking care of me. And so the healthy, that was in my youth. So I had to learn how to take care of me and then you have an interdependence and, you know, codependence is fine if you're taking care of you and it's, it, that's what makes it healthy. If you're rejecting, loving yourself, taking care of everybody else, uh, I, it, I ended up at the short end of the stick. Uh, I'm going to follow you, Susie. First of all, I have to tell you, those earrings are just marvelous. I love those. They're great um but i have to follow you because um i spent time like that too in a, in a group that was very now when i look back i think it was codependent but anyway um i grew up being told that i was too dependent on everybody else and especially when i became a teenager and then after that i tried to be independent but i found myself i think this is still codependency in a kind of weird way but i found myself like re feeling like i had to help everybody and be responsible for what they needed and if they didn't agree with me then they were totally wrong and ruining their life and i was right and i, I don't know how that came to mean that but somewhere along the line, I just felt so responsible. Somebody said something uh, about, well, I don't know what to do about this. I'd have to run and research it and give them the answers. And if I didn't, I felt like I'd let the world down or something. I think that might be a form of codependence as well, because my own value came from if I could help them, I think, is that part of it? Well, it took me like three years in therapy to realize you know, it's nice to help people, but you're not responsible for them. They have to make their own decisions. And I think that's where the independence comes in is you, you help. Yes. And you care. Yes. But you can't turn them into some sort of slave of yourself to do everything you say. You can only offer the information and let each person make its own, his, his or her own decision about something. And maybe that's how it becomes interdependent rather than dependent or independent. Yeah, there are some people who are totally dependent on other people. They can't, they, not that they can't do anything on their own, but they won't do anything on their own. And they're always asking somebody else to do things for them. And that's not healthy. You've got to learn, like you said, to, uh, to do for yourself, to be independent. Yet, if you really need something, you know who to go to for help. And uh, that's that's the difference there. 
yeah you have to go ahead you have to, please you have to be independent enough to help with the interdependence you have to be independent enough to help the group so that you can help support the group because they're going to help support you it's like a mutual guarantee right roberta sorry no 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 we have one more question i thought maybe uh, whoever didn't speak maybe christian did you want to add or maybe you want to do the next question uh, no pressure I know you no, tried to unmute before and then someone spoke, so please. Yeah, no worries. Um, well, I mean, I, I'm sort of just starting uh, my, my own personal growth journey, um, so I can't really answer what healthy interdependence looks like just yet, um, but I can, I can certainly answer what my unhealthy dependency has looked like to this point. Um, and certainly I've always struggled in uh, finding my own self-esteem and my own um, kind of uh, self-motivation. And I've always relied on um, encouragement and compliments uh, external of myself. Uh, and so that's going to be something that I, I really work on moving forward. Thank you for sharing with, uh, that with us. Okay, so we have one more question. And the question will be in the chat. How can we create healthy interdependence in our relationships? How can we create healthy interdependence in our relationships? Who'd like to start? I would start. I think we need to look at what are we, who are we doing it for and what we're trying to gain from it. Something that we can measure why we are doing what we are doing. Uh, we need to look at something that we can measure things by or else we can do things without really thinking about it, without putting much, much thought to it. And we get things, as they say, get lost in a translation. Yeah, I think we need to measure it, um, Willie, because um, we need to be outward looking and seeing what the other person or the other people around us need and how we can help them instead of focusing on ourselves all the time and what can I get out of this. I think that's the, the big problem um, that divides both um, interdependence and dependence, the healthy and the unhealthy. So great point, uh, Willie. I think um, it's important to Science has proven that we pretty much depend, on, and that's, um, I don't know if you heard because of the loud music in the background, but that's something that Tal said in her video, that we depend on others for almost all of our needs, if you think about it. So like Dan was saying, independence, uh, it's just something to make us feel better. It doesn't uh, doesn't really exist in, in that sense because we do depend on uh, the planet, you know, the uh, the environment, each other. Uh, COVID, I think, showed us that uh, very clearly how dependent we are on others um, in order not to get sick and for all of our needs. Um, you know, if, if farmers stop producing, I'm going to have nothing to eat. How can I say that I'm independent? So um, in relationships, I think the, the important thing is to realize that uh, we also depend on others for 
happiness, actually, because it's very hard to remain happy, like on a, um, you know, on an island by yourself. Very, very hard to stay happy uh, for a long period of time. We do depend on others for happiness as well. And in the relationship, if I make the other person happy, then I will be happy. It's it's just that simple. If we focus on making the other happy, and the other uh, our partner focuses on making us happy. Uh, we don't have anything to worry about. I think the problem with what Susie was saying, you know, uh, that she was giving and giving and giving and not getting, not taking care of herself. Well, if everyone else was taking care of you and giving to you, you wouldn't necessarily need to take care of yourself so much. I'm not saying not to take care of yourself at all, but the problem is when one person is giving and giving and others just receiving and receiving, that's the problem. Um, but in a mutually giving relationship, you don't have that problem. Yeah. And I think again, I know I'm coming in for the second time, but, um, I think that, um, we need to choose our environment. I think with Susie, she's been giving, 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 but in the wrong environment because she's been giving to take us and we need to find like-minded people with the same heart, the same goal of giving. If we all give, then we don't need to take because we're all covering each other's backs anyway. So, um, yeah, I think environment is a very important thing to consider here. That's, that's beautiful, Ron. Um, I think, you know, when you look at interdependent systems, they're very powerful systems. <laughs> We're not looking at a weakness thing here. Your body is completely inter interdependent. Your world that, uh, you know, we... We, we do a lot to the earth, right? Um, we're pretty busy and uh, it, it holds up pretty good. It's an interdependent system. Okay? Interdependent systems are strong. They're not weak, right? So I'll put, uh, you know, if it's country on country, I'll, I'll, I'll go with the one who's, who's united, who's more interdependent with one another, who's more specialized. And each person has a specialized role. They can get good at it or whatever. Just like your body, right? They're going to win, especially the more connected ones. I could add, you know, with, with like everybody's saying here, if you worry about the other person, not so much about yourself, it changes the whole dynamic because you're helping the other, like friends said, and then you don't have to worry about yourself so much. It becomes its own system. One works off the other. It's not, I need you. It's, we work together. It's like momentum of like a, a gear, two gears moving. So we all help each other. We have a few minutes if uh, somebody would like to add a couple people, anything from Facebook, uh, Nancy, Christian, Linda, who didn't speak much? Elisa. Facebook is very shy tonight, but uh, I don't know. Kasia says this is a very interesting topic. Thumbs up. She's right. That it is. Um, you know, in, in the relationship, I think what's most important for both partners to remember is that they have the same goal. You know, especially when they have kids, it's all about, you know, building an environment in which the kids can grow healthy, happy, and successful. And even when they don't have kids, same, this is the same, you know, they, they take care of the same household, they're going in the same direction together. And um, it's only, you know, fair, it's, it's only uh, healthy to remember that, you know, they add to one another, you know, they are complementary. 
So whatever skill I need is in my partner and vice versa. You know, also, I think if we uh, look at so we, what we want to take away from this is look at my, I look at myself and I say, yes, I need, and I don't mind asking for and letting my needs be made known, but what am I giving? If you find out you're just always on the receiving end and you're not willing to give or not giving to anything else, then something's out of balance. Then you realize you get into a problem because it should be giving and receiving, giving and receiving each other, not never one-sided. I'd like to, I'd like to receive the compliment that Nancy gave me, and I was in a, a webinar this last week of a bunch of artists, and somebody said, "Susie, why are you making earrings and hats?" And I says, because I'm playing music and you can only see it here and you can't see my dress and my boots. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Nancy. I received your compliment. <laughs> and you're welcome. And let me also say, I'm so sorry about your kitty. I, I totally understand. I've lost two cats and three dogs in the last like 10 years. And it, it's, it's terrible. But remember, you gave him a good life. And that's what counts. Sure. Well, friends, I think this was a deep discussion and we're gonna lighten it up a little bit right now. I appreciate everybody participating and adding and uh, we're gonna do something we do every week if you're not familiar with it. Uh, we're going to do our open, uh, open diner chair dance together now. It's a lot of fun. Those who have been here before, you know how we do it. We play some music and when you are spotlighted, the big, big on the screen, do a little dance with your hands. And everybody's going to follow you. When someone else is spotlighted, everyone follows them. It's kind of like follow the leader. When you're spotlighted, you might see a message that comes up on the screen. It's just simply, simply telling you you're being spotlighted. Ignore it. Don't bother reading it. Otherwise, you're going to miss your turn. Everybody got this so far? So that's uh, the cue. Yes? I have a problem. When on, these, on, these chair, on these dances, people are throwing their hair. I, I think it's unfair. The thrower hat? Throwing that hat. Oh. I think it's not fair. Right. I, I got it. I got it, Willie. I, I, I don't I get it. Still. I can't say independent, independent, and I didn't get the hat joke. What is she doing? Willie, tell us again. Her uh, dance oh, you don't have hair, I say. <laughs> That's why she's going to give you a hat. She makes hats, right? Right. All right. So let's listen to some music and have some fun here, okay? Let's smile. Susie's already smiling. Let your heart speak. Let your heart listen Shoulder to shoulder You won't be alone Love is around The deepest ocean Together we're drawn in I won't let go Of you, 
this moment when we are together, together as one. Oh, great job, everybody. Thank you for participating. Everybody did a great job. Everybody feel more light now, a little better? I think we should do one meeting where Rob dances the whole thing. He does it. He's not dancing. We've never seen him chair dance. Come on, Rob. That's, that, <laughs> Susie, is because I'm in the background doing all the uh, switching of the cameras and I can't do no, both. But, <laughs> no, but I, I think some. I think we, that's why we dedicate a whole thing to watch you and dance. We got we got to see you in the in the hot spot. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Go for it, Rob. <laughs> we have to do a dance, Rob. Do something with an experience. Yeah, what an excuse, Rob. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> and I'm sticking with it. Okay, guys, it's been absolutely awesome tonight. Uh, we've had some deep talk. We've had some emotional talk. But above all, we've had deep connection talk. And that is absolutely fantastic. We've reached the goal of Open Diner. And that is to connect our hearts as one and um, just interact with each other. So we have tonight, without the shadow of a doubt, the healthy interdependence, R Roberta. <laughs> so thank you all very much for joining. It's been absolutely wonderful. Um, thank you for taking part. Please continue to join us every Thursday, 6.30 Eastern, 5.30 Central, and bring your friends. Roberta. Yes, and you can see us on Facebook, Meetup, YouTube, and we have a great podcast. I don't know if anybody's familiar with that, but uh, definitely check that out. And uh, let's see, we're going to, well, I did it all. I think that's all we had. Why am I, I think I'm whacked out tonight, friends. <laughs> something happened. Yeah, some, <laughs> I don't know some, what it is. Something happened. I handed over to you and I was supposed yeah, to be I'm doing it. I'm saying I met <laughs> Uh, probably that's the normal thing tonight but uh yes watch us facebook meet up youtube come next week bring your friends and uh we'll have a good time again another yeah. you can see all the past events on facebook and youtube make sure you hit the bell icon in facebook to receive notifications about our future events and you can rsvp for our future events on facebook and meetup and we will see you all next thursday at 6 30 be there or be square so Susie, be there and be in the square. What? <laughs> Susie, thank you all. <laughs> thank you guys so much for being there for me tonight. Thank you. Um, take you. care, everybody, especially Susie. Take that would take care, everybody, and Susie, you too. Thank, thank you. Thank you, friends. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great week, everybody. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs>